welcome to this broadcast of Black Talk Radio News with Scotty Reed. Tonight we will be doing a United States coronavirus or COVID-19 update. Today's date is March 18th, 2020. And tonight we have Dave of Tando Radio joining us once again. And we certainly appreciate him taking time out of his schedule and joining us to discuss this very, very serious um, situation that is going on. And unfortunately, a lot of people are not taking it serious. Um, But before I get started, uh, there's a couple of things that I I want to uh, say. Um, First of all, I don't like to speculate. Although I I think it is natural for people to speculate in the absence of concrete evidence. And and that's okay when you're making an educated guess. But I always say I'm speculating or I, I, I really don't know, but this is my opinion or this is what I think. And the reason I'm stating this is because someone came at me today because I said I think that it is very irresponsible for people who have no kind of experience in the medical field and for them to be making statements, and I'm quoting someone, that only 8,000 people have died worldwide, so this virus isn't that lethal. Um, Given that this is a novel virus, meaning a new virus, and all the scientists do not know everything about it, which you will hear uh, in a, a pre-recorded interview I did today with an epidemiologist who is also a host on our network, Angel of Victims to Victorious, who hosts the program on Mondays at 11 a.m. about the virus of gun violence in, in, in our communities and what have you. But she is a trained epidemiologist, and I had an opportunity when I was pre-recording the show today um, to ask her questions after I pre-recorded her show. Um, It wasn't even a planned interview, but sometimes the universe just set things up and they work out that way. So I had a very in-depth conversation that I'll be sharing with you tonight. But I just want to reiterate that, you know, this is why I have a pet peeve about knowing the definition of the words that we use and using them in their proper context. Because a person who was criticizing me said that, you know, um, We should ask questions. Well, speculation is not the same as asking questions. Of course, we want to ask questions, right? But like I told them, if you got a question about your car, are you going to go to the doctor or are you going to go to a mechanic and ask him about problems you having with your car? Let's use some common sense now. You know, speculation is where you develop a theory without any concrete evidence. And again, I'm not saying that people shouldn't speculate. It's it's just, I think, a natural part of the human condition to speculate. But when you're in a position of responsibility, which I feel like every time I get in front of this mic and bring news and information to you, that I should be responsible, you know, because of the power of media. So I just want to get that out 
out the way first is, you know, when I'm speculating, I'll let you know I'm speculating or I'm taking an educated guess. But then I'll also, you know, uh, defer to the experts on this. Uh, Scotty is an expert in radio communications and podcasting. I'm not an expert in other things. You know, I may have some knowledge about some other things that I have picked up from reading and asking uh, people questions, but I am not a medical expert. I am not a scientist. I just try to relay information that I have gathered to the best of my ability. Now, moving on. Um, And I say this with all seriousness, people. Black Talk Radio Network is once again in danger of shutting down operations as donations have fallen below the monthly threshold of what is needed to keep all our media projects going, which includes not only just BTR Network, you know, the platform, but also the radio server, the web server that the platform is hosted on. And the more people that visit the platform, the more the costs go up. Um, also, I have sister networks that I have helped people develop. Um, you may have heard of Time for Awakening um, dot com, Time for an Awakening dot com. And while I do charge him a small fee, you know I don't charge I don't charge him a whole lot of money. This is not a for profit operation. So if you are one of the tens of thousands who every month consume media distributed through the network, please consider making a tax deductible. And I want to stress that it's a tax deductible monthly financial contributions. Okay, please, please, because I don't want to have to shut down because, you know, I can't cover the shortfalls on what it costs, our operating costs, which average about a thousand dollars a month. Seriously, it averages about a thousand a month. Now, when if you break that down, that's like one hundred people donating ten dollars a month. That's and, and when we have tens of thousands of people downloading the content, visiting the website, listening to the radio streams, Black Talk Radio Network should not be in in this position that I have to beg people, you know, to keep it going. All right. So with that said, tonight is about the coronavirus here in the United States. It is spreading. Um, uh, The disease has actually been named COVID-19, and we want to give you an update. So without further delay, let me just bring on Dave and let him just give his opening comments and say hello to the audience. Dave. What's up, Scotty? And and I would definitely... uh, would say everyone definitely please donate to Black Talk Radio Network. So necessary for uh, us to have this network. And for those of you that have been listening to Black Talk Network for some time, Black Talk Radio Network, if you've been listening to it for, since Scotty has started it, especially at the times that we're in right now, that information is really been critical to saving your life and your family's life because of the information that's been shared with you over the years and the content of the information. And I I always say, please, make sure that you are feeding the roots instead of just eating the fruit. So this Mm -hmm. network is is now really showing how valuable it is because this network was one of the few networks that have, you know, this type of information from prepping to uh, just 
real hardcore current events and in, in, in a proper response that's going to be beneficial to you, your family, and our overall general uh, community, that has been happening and that commitment has been made and there needs to be a life-saving commitment that you make to Black Talk Radio Network. So, Dave, let me share out. this, Dave. Um, this was posted this morning from a person um, who who left the uh, name Lowe. You know, so this is what Lowe had to say. I'm glad I listened to the podcast. And they're talking about the last update I did, uh, COVID-19 update and what the hell is going on with black voters and Joe Biden. And so Lowe said this. I'm glad I listened to the podcast and can say that because of the previous shows Dave did on the table of preparedness, I did have some items on hand and was able to make smarter choices. Also, appreciated the discussion Scotty had with with Jeter. He's talking about John Jeter, who is a, a Pulitzer Prize nominated journalist who is based in Costa Rica, um, who I brought on and we discussed the purged voting rolls and the promotion of Joe Biden. And he said, thanks, Dave. So I want to relay that to you. This is the reason why we do it. And and I know that that person has been listening to this, this broadcast and this network because he said the key words, Scotty, you know what they were, the table of preparedness. Yep. Table of preparedness. And I just have to, once again, I have to just thank you, Scotty, because of your commitment. And sometimes the commitment that individuals make goes above and beyond what is, is, is actually given back, you know? So please, everyone, donate to this network. Make it easier for Scotty and make it easier for this network to grow. Because believe me, what we're going to be talking about and what we're going to be facing, you're going to need Black Talk Radio Network. I'm going to need it. You're going to need it. And we are going to need it. And it can only happen. Scotty has given everything for Black Talk Network to be there. Now it's on you. It's incumbent upon you to make sure it's going to be here. Because if it's not, the only people that are really going to lose is everyone. And that is too high of a cost. So, Scotty, thank you so much, and let's all, I've made my donation, um, and I need to continue to, and like everyone else, but please, do do that. So, we, we appreciate it, and it, it has to be thoroughly, thoroughly nourished so it can mature into what its full potential can and should be. Well, let's jump into what's in the news. It's been a long time since I heard that phrase, Dave, but um, yes. you know how we That's used it. to what's roll. All right, so what's in the news? I got three stories I want to share, um, and after those three stories, I'm going to play the the conversation that I had with Angel of V2V, who is a host here on the network. Some of y'all may not have heard of her show, um, but it focuses on gun violence, and she is a black woman. Uh, she's a trained epidemiologist, and I just had to ask her questions after we pre-recorded her show, you know, about gun violence and women this morning. Um, so um, this first story is the Senate has passed a coronavirus package 
This comes to you from Politico.com, says Washington is mobilizing to rescue the country from potentially disastrous economic consequences from the global coronavirus outbreak. With the Senate on Wednesday passing a multi-billion dollar emergency package and quickly getting to work on a larger stimulus agreement. So, Dave, some of the things I've been hearing about stimulus is anywhere from $1,000 a month to $2,000 a month um, several for several months or just a one-time payment. Um, so, um, my first thought about this, it's mighty funny how they demonize countries like Cuba or others or Venezuela and socialist countries, but... <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, uh, when when emergency arises, whether it's man-made or a natural emergency arises, oh, they really turn to some socialist-like measures, don't they, Dave? Yeah, they they sure do, Scotty. And some of the things that when, when I heard about that, and here's the thing, and we need to just touch on this, and we'll we'll touch on it as well in the show. There, there are some things that you need to do because that is a precursor to something that is very, very dangerous. Um, and it's not, it's not that I don't think that it should be done, but there are steps that you need to take to protect yourself because of that happening. And we're going to talk about that as, as well. So great, great article. But, yes, Scotty, spot on. They, they sure do. And at times like this, you know, this is really what – you, you know, they're not giving you anything. Your tax dollar right. is, is, is is the whole thing. They're not giving you anything. It's a long, so, is it a long day? It's, it's, it's worse than that. Um, but it? if, it's, if it's used properly, it can be beneficial. Okay. If it's misused, which it will be misused by the, by, by the general population, it is a omen to what's to come, and that's hyperinflation, and we'll talk about that as well. Good point, good point. Next, I want to go to this story about Trump evoking the Defense Production Act to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Now, er, er, uh, day about 30 minutes before I came on air, you know, um, one of our longtime listeners, Mel, had gave me a call, and he had asked me, you know, about um, uh, what are they, martial law? And, you know, we've basically seen martial law implemented in Italy. Um, they basically implemented a martial law in China um, to get a hold on, yeah. you know, quarantine. And in some different spaces in the United States, martial law has already been declared. Like I was telling Mel, um, my county, uh, the county government, I live in a, 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 a mainly a rural area of North Carolina. We got little small towns. The biggest city is Gastonia, but anybody that's been to Gastonia, North Carolina, you know it's not really that big, um, and you really don't have a whole lot of people on top of each other like you would see in New York City or Los Angeles, but there is a lot of that kind of construction going on. And by the way, just for those that don't know, uh, one of my distant cousins, I think he's like my third or fourth cousin, um, just became the third black mayor of Gastonia not that long ago. Um, so I hope that, I hope that he does a good job, um, for what he's been, you know, elected to do. But anyway, so this defense production act, 
what it means, and I'm going to let y'all hear from Trump, but we're not going to play the whole video because y'all know how he rambles on sometimes. But, um, <laughs> you know, this Defense Production Act, what it allows them to do is to nationalize, again, you know, talking about socialism and what have you, but in this emergency, yep. it allows them to nationalize private industries and in this case they talking about healthcare industry or or the pharmaceutical industry in order to to produce what's needed for this particular emergency also think about world war ii when they started ramping up production of tanks and you know everything that you need to fight in a shooting war you know they nationalized some of the, right. the private production. Okay, so let's hear hear a little bit from Trump. I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's like 10 minutes, but I'm going to play some of it. If I can get that going. I would like to begin by announcing some important developments in our war against the Chinese virus. We'll be invoking the Defense Production Act just in case we need it. In other words, I think you all know what it is, and it can do a lot of good things if we need it, and we will uh, we will have it uh, all uh, completed, signing it in just a little while, right after I'm finished with this conference. I'll be signing it. It's prepared to go. So we will be invoking the Defense Production Act. Last week, I signed an emergency declaration under the Stafford Act, which, as you know, we invoked previously, and which activated FEMA's National Response Coordination Center. FEMA now is fully engaged at the highest levels. Today, FEMA is activated in every region. We are at level one, level one being the highest level, which we will uh, work with, and we've been working with FEMA. I've done a lot of work with FEMA. They're incredible. Uh, It's always been on hurricanes or tornadoes. They're right now in Tennessee, a large group working in Tennessee have, have been incredible. It was a tragic event. Uh, Alabama last year, also a tornado, and then obviously the, the numerous hurricanes in different locations that were uh, in some cases very devastating, and in every case, FEMA came through. Uh, this is a very different kind of a work for FEMA, but uh, they will come through, as they always do. We have Tremendous people, tremendous talent in FEMA. We're sending... Okay, so I'm going to leave it there. This video in its entirety is posted to um, the post for tonight's broadcast. And if you're listening later on the podcast, you'll have to, and you know, because some people listen off-site, so you'll have to come to the website to actually get the entire video. It's about 11 minutes long. Um, you know, I, I know some people that was uh, hit during Hurricane Katrina, and they might disagree with the effectiveness of FEMA. What you think, Dave? Yeah, you know, this is basically the expansion of the WARS Act. Uh, and like Scotty said, that they're going to be nationalizing everything in the country. Private business sector will be nationalized for the benefit. Because notice something that Trump said when he said he called it the Chinese virus. Yeah, I noticed you that. Notice when he, and there is a, this is in, in our first show, that we did on this, Scotty. You remember, 
I said some of the ramifications of this is going to be a war, a shooting war between China and the U.S. over this. Mm-hmm. And there was an article from the uh, ShanghaiList.com, and it says the Chinese foreign, uh, foreign minister spokesman says that the U.S. Army may have brought coronavirus to Wuhan. Mm-hmm. And that's an official, government official from China. Mm-hmm. This thing is going to evolve. This, the, the, the virus in itself isn't the only thing that everyone is going to have to contend with. The overall outlining ramifications of this is much broader and much greater. You know, so, Dave, to that, your to your point, that was a though, play on words what he said there. To your point, though, I don't think that the average person here in the United States realizes just how dependent the United States is on China. You know, a lot of these pharmaceutical drugs are manufactured in China. A lot. I mean, you you go to Walmart and, you know, you will really have to turn over some products to find made in America, you know, because basically our manufacturing is just down to, you know, a couple of products and, 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 you know, of course, the auto manufacturing, but even it has been downsized. Um, But Mm -hmm. also. I, now, I didn't share this on regular social media, but I did share it on our social media network, which is btrcommunity.com. You can get a subscription for just $24 a year. It's totally private. You know, the things that you shouldn't say on Facebook and, and Twitter, and because they're watching, you can say that in BTR community. I guarantee you there's no cops there's no CIA. There's no, you know, governmental agencies monitoring what what you're posting. But I posted an article from Global Research uh, CA where it was talking about that and some of the coded language that uh, what's his name Z uh, President Xi Ping. Am I saying yeah, his name correct? Uh huh. Okay, and and he was calling them devils. Now, he wasn't used borrowing language from the Nation of Islam, okay, mm-hmm. um, because they are pretty much secular people, and he's a Confucianist. And so when, when they say devil, they basically do mean Americans or white people. So I guess it is some correlation between him, uh, what, but he was just using it in a different context. But in that article, it also mentioned another um, another official who said that, and I was totally unaware of this. He said that when this virus broke out, preceding that virus, there was some military games in the Wuhan district of which the United States had 300 personnel there. Okay, now what are what am, what am I saying? Am I saying for a fact that the United States launched a biological weapon against China? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying what the article said, what these Chinese officials said. So if you want to read something more in depth in that, my whole purpose is I can't say whether it's man-made or whether it's naturally occurring because of unsanitary conditions at these uh, wet markets, which are basically open-air butcher shops of various different animals. and what I can't say. But what I can say is people are getting sick and people are dying, and therefore you need to be taking certain precautions so that you don't get sick. And and for some of you, it might be too late to set the table of preparedness. You know, it might be some things you still can get, 
But I hope you wasn't one of those people like I've seen people on Facebook not taking this serious. Talking about, well, these people hoarding up all this stuff and, and President Trump said, don't panic and don't be hoarding. Now, who you think going to listen to him in a situation like this? Dave? Or, li- or, or listening to that, what good is that going to do you when the, the stores are empty of food and your family needs food? If you don't think that can happen, look at, look at the, the clear evidence of that happening in China, in Italy, now in, uh, in Germany, and now even in Britain. This is happening where the food is gone. So take that, you know, you can ignore reality, but you can never ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. Let's that's say, the thing. In- let's say, Dave, that, you know, as um, Angel will state in this conversation I had with her that I'm going to play back for everyone, let, let's just say that we dodge a bullet, so to speak, and we don't have a high number of casualties and they're able to get a handle on this fairly quickly. Well, you know, the average everyday Joe don't know that, and the average everyday Joe is out there buying up the dry goods and the canned goods and and, and the water and stuff. So even if it ends up not being this long, drawn-out thing, hey, still, you know, the food is gone. So, you know... The reaction... Right, Scotty, because that was what I was really going to... The reaction to this is... is is is, uh, uh, is as equally or even more dangerous. There's so many variables with this, is, and exactly what you're saying, that we need to, to look at and have a full, uh, a, a real prudent response to, or else what we're going to find ourselves is being unprepared and blindsided and run over. Mm-hmm. Now, let's move on to this last story. And this is about people not taking stuff serious. You know, some people like, I think it was Dr. Cambon who said, our people are very serious about not being very serious. And that's just true in some cases. And so I'm looking at this story out of Florida where the governor finally announced that no groups of more than 10 people are allowed on Florida beaches, which is a little too late for that. If he was being serious, he should have shut down the beaches because there are thousands of kids there for spring break. Thousands of teenagers. Shut down the flights. Exactly. Shut down the flights and shut down the hotels. I'm sorry, Scotty, but go ahead because I'm, I'm, I'm disturbed by well, this. Well, let, let me just play this short clip and then we'll come yeah. to you, Dave. Taking you out live now to our Bay Area beaches where vacationers are now being asked to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Governor Ron DeSantis announcing new regulations on our beaches today. ABC Action News reporter Wendy Lane at Clearwater Beach with a reaction to that. It's not something that I want, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Tom McManus says he loves coming to Clearwater Beach, but he's also concerned about the coronavirus. Uh, I've had problems. So if I got it, I'd I'd have trouble. On Tuesday, concerns about the virus didn't stop spring breakers from flocking to beaches, which is why the governor announced new regulations. 
What we're going to be doing is simply for the statewide floor for beaches is applying the CDC guidance of no group on a beach more than 10 and you have to have distance apart if you're going to be out there. And what many people here are wondering is how keeping people separated and in groups of 10 or less is going to be regulated. I mean, it's spring break. I mean, we're all out here in big groups and stuff. I mean, I don't... I think it, they're going to have a hard time trying to split everybody up. And if a mass exodus of people want to come down to the beach, like they're going to come to the beach. Bay Area counties say they want visitors to be respectful and abide by the new guidelines. Their plan is to educate people prior to enforcement. The only good news is uh, I'm still here. I want to be here. So the governor and the city and everybody's going to do what they got to do. And uh, we'll get through it, but it's going to be tough. In Clearwater Beach, Wendy Lane, ABC Action News. Dave, your thoughts? Spring break is an annual event that's been going on for forever. This coronavirus and this, this outbreak, this pandemic, this national epidemic and global pandemic has been going on for a very long time. If the governor was really serious and those mayors that were going to be benefiting from the economic uh, uh, windfall of those spring breakers when they should have never put the overall windfall of economics ahead of people's lives because what can happen is that they can have a ground zero uh, breakout there in in Florida and Clearwater Beach or any of the beaches that are having all of these spring breakers. If they were serious about this and it wasn't like this caught them off guard. They would have prohibited the overall flights and the hotel occupancy and the overall ingressing into the overall beaches, that would have been shut down. Very easy to do. Here's the problem with that. They are not serious about that at all. They, and, and their actions show that because they've already allowed those overall so-called spring breakers to actually already congregate and to go there. It's too late now. The cat is out the bag. Here's the thing, and, and one of the things that they were probably thinking is that coronavirus doesn't affect the young people, but they could be asymptomatic and spread it. Well, right. that's because they haven't been doing any real research on how this virus has mutated. Mm-hmm. In Italy, a strong percentage of the ICU patients are young people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the over, what the overall virus was doing in China has evolved to what it's doing right now. So you're always behind what the virus is doing and how it's mutating and how it's changing. Mm -hmm. So this could be a major, major uh, uh, ground zero spot. I mean, ground zero breakout outbreak that is going to be uncontrollable for for the state of Florida. The United States is already at a capacity where they won't be able to handle what's there. And this is only going to exacerbate it. And now the mutation could be even more. So Mm -hmm. what we see in Italy and Iran will look like the common cold compared to what will be here. You know, first thing that comes to my mind is what happens at spring break? Okay. Now, I've never been to Florida spring break, but when I was in high school, we would go to Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. And usually what goes on is a heavy exchange of bodily fluids, if y'all catch my drift, okay? That's what ha- that's what young people are going to do, exchange bodily fluids, 
um, whether it's kissing, whether it's having sex, whether it's drinking out of the same containers, you know. Um, so very irresponsible of the governor of Florida um, to do this. And the other thing that comes to mind, Dave, is like you were saying, I think a lot of these young people, like a lot of young people probably think when we're young and we're strong. I know when I was in my 20s, I thought I was invincible, you know, to a lot of things and, and what have you. And so, but like you were saying, though, they, they could be carriers and not showing any symptoms. And then they're going to leave there and they're going to go back to where they came from, from all over the country. And then you're going to have hell on your hands trying to trace Trace back backwards, you know, to where it came yeah. from. Yeah, right, Scotty. You you'll be able to trace that it came from spring break in Florida, but the overall outbreak will be so the community spread and this will be so deep mm-hmm. that it will be it's already there and it's gonna be exacerbated. Mm-hmm. And so this is very, very concerned. This is probably the dumbest thing that could ever have been done. Let me just say this. Let me give you the the proof of how bad this was. Wuhan had a banquet. The city of Wuhan had a banquet during the beginning stages of this overall uh, epidemic in in, 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 uh, Wuhan and in China. They had a banquet of over 100,000 people that they brought together. Do you realize right after that banquet was over, the overall... uh, um, coronavirus outbreak the novel coronavirus outbreak or at that time it was called the wuhan the wuhan um virus the outbreak on that just exploded it will explode because of florida has done the most irresponsible medically irresponsible thing and to me it's in my opinion and i'm speculating here it was intentionally done because you had all of the 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 reasons, the the medical factual reasons why that should not be the case. It's not ten people congregating in in uh, Florida during spring break. It's not uh, it's not fifty people. It's not two hundred and fifty people. It's thousands. 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 It's thousands, and it could be in the tens of thousands. Could now be. you can't leave. You just and these young people. You may think that you can't catch it. But you will catch it. But what will definitely happen is that this is going to destroy your overall future economy to where that in itself may be your overall killing force. And that one could be a slow kill. You know, Dave, on I was on Facebook and I saw one of my daughters, um, you know, posting a message to her mom and and her her sister, um, um, you know, my other daughter and my niece, the one that works for American Airlines and talking about, well, who, let's meet up at Crowder's Mountain. Let's go to Crowder's Mountain, uh, which is in the county over. It's in Cleveland County in Kings Mountain. And it's basically a nature trail. You know, like I said, I live in a pretty rural, rural area. And I told her, I said, wait a minute. So y'all just not going to take this coronavirus serious. And by the way, I think they have shut down the state parks, right? And so, you yes. know, I got in the conversation with her and made her understand, I tell you what, y'all better not get your 70-something-year-old uh, grandmother infected because you're going you're gonna to have to deal with me then and just trying to stress to them 
how serious yeah. they should take it. And like my niece right. that's in, you know, works for American Airlines, she said, Uncle Scotty, I have not been leaving the house. I've been staying at the house. That's why you ain't seen me. And I said, well, I'm glad you're taking this serious. I'm praying for you. And, and look, I believe in the power of prayer, but I also don't believe in testing God either. You know what I'm saying? No. I'm not no, I'm not going to say oh I nothing shall harm me and then I'm going to go you know engage in some risky behavior no so uh young people take this serious what's that got you because because this virus you know the stock market they call it it's in the bear market and it's is is really in in it's the the global market is in a uh, the greatest depression ever seen in human history economically is what you're what is being displayed right now we, we we're having i would say the calamity that the 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 world is facing right now is multifaceted you're having a noah event a biblical uh, deluge but this time it won't be by water mm-hmm. it will be by different forms but the outcome could definitely be the same but there, outside of that, there will, will not be as a big of event. This is going to surpass, in my opinion, Spanish flu, the Black Plague. If you really think about it, because it's only been uh, acknowledged for a very short period of time, not even three months. And look at what it's done already. And then look again, so, looking, at what, looking at what Florida just did. Man. Yeah. Just very yes. irresponsible. Very irresponsible. So this is going to be the greatest human purge. And that's what this potential could really be outside of the, and I hope outside of the, the biblical uh, Noah's flood event. Mm-hmm. So it will just be second. I hope it will just be second to that. But the potential could be even greater. So, yes, Scotty, it's it's very very irresponsible, and I would say borderline. That's criminal. That is not. That's criminal. That is actually criminal negligence mm-hmm. at best. Yes, that's criminal negligence at best. And the, it's not only the the governor. It's all of the mayors. It's it's the airlines. It's the hotels. It's all of them are complicit in all of this and those young people that are going but you know young people don't have the overall maturity right that's true that's why i named their parents as well you know but all children don't listen to their parents or i should say young adults don't listen to their parents but hell they don't have the maturity of experience and so what happens is that the wise heeds good instruction while the fool learns from experience and this is this is going to turn out to be one of those foolish experiences that people are going to learn from. Those young people that are there, they will not be immune from the escape of this. They will be directly affected by this because the virus is on a bull run. Hmm. If young people weren't affected by it and this virus wants to survive, it's going to find a way to mutate so that it will run through young people and destroy that host. Now, let's. I want to now change uh, gears, and I didn't plan to do an interview, 
Um, I was pre-recording Angel's show. She does a show on Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern time uh, called Victims to Victorious or V2V for short. And she's very, very concerned about gun violence in the black community. And she reached out to me last year sometime and said she would um, like to host a podcast on Black Talk Radio Network. And so I assisted her um, with that. But she, by a profession, is a trained epidemiologist. And so I start, she started asking me questions since the last time I had spoke to her about what was going on where I was at. And so then it just turned into like this 30-minute conversation. And I, and I was still recording on the conference line. I had stopped recording on my software, but the recording was still going on the conference line. So I asked her, well, Angel, do you mind if I share this tonight because I'm doing a COVID-19 update? Can I share this information? And she gave me her permission um, to share what I have recorded. Now, after we play this recording, which is about 36 minutes long, we will open up the phone lines, but I'm going to turn it over to Dave and give him the floor for what he plans to uh, to speak to you about, our audience, but we'll also open up the phone lines. And so that phone number is 704 802 5056. That's 704 802 5056. You will hit the star key twice to unmute yourself, but please, please, please watch your background noise. But, but please don't unmute until we get to that QA uh, session. But right now, I'm going to play a station identification break and then go right into my conversation with Angel of V2V um, from this morning. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Black Talk Radio, since 2008, providing new black media for the masses. Okay, and so your county still has no no um no cases. Um, so far there's been no reported cases, and they're being really aggressive here. And I'm 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 very um encouraged by the actions that they have been taking. Like they've shut down the courthouse. Um, they're saying you know if you need stuff like marriage certificates, filing death certificates, you know things of that nature to do it online or to do it by mail. Uh, some of the local, uh, you know, the little towns within the county have closed down their city halls and, and what have you. Uh, our schools are closed right now. They said for two weeks. I imagine that may get extended depending upon, you know, what things look like in two weeks. Um, so um, there's been no reported cases thus far. So, one thing I want to share with you as an epidemiologist is the pattern, the infectivity pattern is, is abnormal in the United States. The epicenters of the outbreak are 3,000 miles apart, Washington State and New York State. Mm-hmm. In Europe, 
Italy has the most, but as you draw out concentric circles, you're going to see numbers that are not as low, not as high, but you're going to see numbers that are commiserate with an epidemic. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. All the countries that are connected have a level of disease where it's an epidemic. Where In Cuyahoga County, we have three cases, and that's technically not an epidemic. It's more than normal, but it's technically not an epidemic. The places in the middle of the country are not reporting numbers anywhere near that, and the containment came after, after Washington State and New York had gotten almost 1,000 cases. So what I'm telling you, Scotty, there is something abnormal about the pattern. There's you, virtually you no disease. Spreading? Spreading. Mm-hmm. Now, so we don't get the, to the containment until after New York and Washington State have these really, really high numbers. Trust me when I tell you, if they want to keep it on the down low, they might not say it exactly, but I want you to listen to that. In Europe, l- let me give you another example. Europe and New England are almost alike. You People go in and out of one country and one state two, three times a day. People, My ex-husband makes delivery. One day, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Jersey. Mm. You, see, you see what I'm saying now? Yeah. Connecticut is, you can walk to Connecticut from New York. Mm-hmm. Connecticut doesn't have 900 cases. They don't have 700. They don't have 500. My doctor said he has none. But if we go from Italy to France, we might not see 2,000 deaths in France, but we see some horrible number. Because you can walk from Italy to France. There's absolutely something abnormal. The European model is normal for infectivity or spread as a pathogen based on geography. Our, our pattern is so different. It's on two different oceans, for God's sake. The Pacific and the Atlantic. With West Virginia has none. It's the most, one of the most isolated states in the United States of America. So something is wrong with that. I'm not saying we should all get it, but I'm simply saying it suggests something called, let me give you an analogy. There's something called simultaneous evolution. And in simultaneous evolution, there's one animal in particular. There are others, but this one is the best one to give an example. Llamas and camels are the same species. I don't know if you know that. Do you? Um, yeah. Okay, they're the same species. They appear at the same time. But look how far apart they appear. Asia, Africa, and South America. Asia and Africa are connected. South America is not connected. But it occurred. Some people argue at some point there was a landmass. But look at the morphology of the camels. One hump, two humps, no humps. Oh, my computer went off. But not, but they're the same species. That is called simultaneous evolution. So what I'm saying to you, Scotty, is I'm telling you this because you look for truth. I am willing to say as an epidemiologist, that the outbreak in New York and the outbreak in Seattle, Washington is an act of, it's a bioterrorist act. You think so? I am, I'm willing to say it. 
Now, when I get, I, this morning, this morning I went ahead and start, my mother and other people telling me to turn myself in, so to speak, as an epidemiologist. So I started, I reopened one of my, when I signed onto the computer for Cook County, they said, oh, you, you started applying in 2016. I reopened my account. I'm applying again to be an epidemiologist. If I get, take, you know, if I get, if someone takes me on, I won't be able to say these things publicly, but I'm telling you, Scotty, you're smart. Look at the map at Europe and look at our map. So in other words, let's take... Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this Mm -hmm. question. Now, when you say that the, how abnormal it is spreading here in the United States that you believe that it could possibly be an act of bioterrorism, um, but that is not to say that, you know, because some people have been saying, well, this was made in a lab and this is man-made. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. saying, what's the difference? It doesn't matter, you know, um, whether it was man-made or whether it's naturally occurring. People are getting sick and people are getting di- are dying. So you need to, you know, uh, take the precautions that are being recommended. You need to, you know, stock up on your drive foods in your in your can uh-huh. things of uh-huh. that so that, I mean does that even come into your mind of whether or not it is man made or um, naturally occurring no the prevention is still the same I'm, right. the actual prevention for individuals but in terms of the contact tracing that's how we find I used to do contact tracing for HIV AIDS I used to knock on your door and say you have sex with somebody, they got it, I got to test you. I used to do that in Connecticut. They can't do that. I heard them say that, that, I heard them say it on the press conference. They can't do it. The reason why they can't do it is they don't know who got what and gave it to whom yet. Now, that's look, why I mentioned staying at home. See, now, see, let me say this, though. Mm-hmm. Do you huh? think, though, that the abnormal spread could be something other than bioterrorism, bio- no. something no. like just government negligence? No. I don't because the reason why I don't is the containment occurs after they have two epicenters on two different coasts. Now, because they're not telling us the truth, see, I'm reading between the lines. I was waiting for that doctor to say, the real reason why you need to go home is so you can affect people at home, and then they can figure out who those people are. And one doctor on MSNBC said it. He even, he even said, it's the price. Infecting your family is the price of containing the academic, uh, being isolated in the home. He said it. I knew it because if you're at home and I infect this person, that person, they know who the names are, they know where you live, they know where you've been. They're, that's really why they want people to stay at home. That's one of the reasons. Now, what one I'm of saying the things to you, I heard coming out uh-huh. of China is that China – has actually gotten a handle on it um, through the aggressive um, uh, quarantine of Wuhan area. Um, I've heard that, you know, the temporary hospitals that they had built um, are closing. And I'm also hearing, now I haven't heard this from mainstream media, but I've heard it from, you know, foreign press, is that Cuba... Um, has been working with China and will work with Italy, but uh, saying that there is some, what do they call it in Fairwan? I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly. but The therapy? Yes, yeah, some sort of therapy that is proven successful. 
Have you heard of about it? Yes, I have heard that they have some therapy that they're looking at. Now, this is what I was explaining to my housemate. In the United States right now, in order for you to be treated, you need to stop breathing. Or be real, real sick. Yeah. So that's called tertiary disease stage. Normally in the United States of America, if someone has tertiary disease stage, yes, we can say it's inshallah in Arabic, it, it may, it's God's will, but normally in America, people under 65 or so who show up with something in tertiary disease stage, if you have been one of those people, the doctor says, what were you thinking? Why didn't you go to the doctor? Why didn't you get tested? Why didn't you take your medication? You see where I'm going with this? If you have an uncle who gets his leg cut off because he didn't take his insulin, the doctor says, well, I gave you insulin. You could have kept your leg. We are really good in the United States about taking those over-prescribed medications. Mm-hmm. So when people show up, here's another example I have. When I was a child and you were a child, we all had friends, parents who dropped over dead from a heart attack. Okay. You don't know anybody right now in your age group who killed over dead from a heart attack. Do you? Not unless there's some drug abuse involved. Okay. Cocaine-induced angina, God bless Whitney Houston and Mayor Marion Barry. But other people, even if they weigh 400 pounds, 400-pound people don't die of a heart attack in the United States of America. You think about that. You think about that, Scotty. You can see some 400-pound people at Walmart right now. Mm-hmm. When you and I were children, sin people who were in their 40s killed over hmm. at work, never revived, never came back home. That does not happen now because of the prevention of the heart attack stuff, the education of the heart attack stuff, paddles on site, response time of the EMT. They revive people in the back of the, in the ambulance. All hmm. of that stuff occurs. This is where I'm getting with this. We're used to that society. So the only thing, so we're used to prevention. So now we have something that we can't really prevent, but we can treat. But, but I really want you to get into your mind that it's not normal for disease to infect somebody in New York and somebody in Washington State and virtually nobody in between. But every, well, you're talking about the level of, of infections, right? I'm talking about, yeah, the level. I'm talking about the numbers. So, in other words, if you look at Europe, you could have a mathematical program. Italy has 90% of the cases. France has 80%, you know, like that. You could draw a map where it would just, from Italy, it would just continue to go up in increments that are measurable. There are no measurable increments between New York State and Washington State. Mm. Now, here's something else I want to bounce off of you. Um, I um, came across a video posted by a Teamster president uh, for his chapter in California, mm-hmm. and he had shared the video on Facebook, and he was saying that Carnival, that Princess Carnival Cruise, where all those people were infected, and, mm-hmm. and saying that they were taking the trash off of it, and saying that the the cruise company wanted to take the trash to a landfill 
and the president of the Teamsters was uh, of, of that chapter of the Teamster Union was saying, no, you're going to infect our communities and saying that I don't know where he said they were going to take it, but they were saying like they were offloading the trash on not the shore side of the ship, but onto a barge on the water side. And from there, I don't know, he wasn't clear on where they would take it, if it would be incinerated or what. But he I, was he correct in, in his concern that communities... Of course he's correct. He's correct because we don't know. He's correct for a couple of reasons, and that is the black and brown people who clean up the ship, mm-hmm. they're going to come across the fecal matter and the body fluids of people who are infected. And I know that they didn't use probably didn't use precautions the first time. He's also correct in we don't know how long the stuff lives from, you know, from someone who's infected. It, it reminds me of when, because I'm related to one group of Indians who had to walk across to, uh, from South Carolina to Oklahoma for the Trail of Tears, and they received blankets infected with smallpox. So many of the Indians don't make it because they get infected with smallpox because the smallpox virus is on the blanket. And that was some early germ warfare. Mm-hmm. So now, I, we don't know. Now, what happen. about the landfill issue, though? Can Because I'm thinking rats and stuff, possibly. There you go, Scotty. It can create. That's what it can do. It can create. I met the animal host. First, in America, they just pulled the animal host for only bats from China, didn't they? That's mm-hmm. what they said. I, I just let you know, let your listeners know, there are several animal hosts. No, so but Angel, you would think that the CDC or some state authority or federal authority would would be monitoring that situation. How how why is this a dispute just between the Teamsters and this this cruise line company? It seems to me it should be some guidelines already in place that you don't you take got that right because if it has animal hosts. And it's stray animal. There needs to be something about it. And I want to take you back. And I agree with you. But they're very. In- I, as someone who's trained to do it, I like. I know that getting people to stay home, to reduce social distancing, was the only thing that they had. And it's effective, and we're getting used to it. But I like the way they aired. And I heard Fauci say. When you're dealing with an epidemic, by the time you discover one case, you're behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. And he's right about that. So people who are stu- I don't like to use the word stupid, but people who are uninformed, when they say, oh, like I, well, Cuyahoga County, where we're broadcasting from, has three confirmed cases. Well, three confirmed cases, when my girlfriend called me about China, I said, well, they got 200, they're probably going to have 20,000 employees over. And I was right. It's because it can't be measured. It's not measured. In, it's not really exactly measured in real time right now. Now Ohio, Cuyahoga County, I, I've come back to the Midwest. I don't like the Midwest. I, I personally think the East Coast of the United States is the most sophisticated part of the country. But with three cases, they could be doing really good contact tracing. But the problem is, they don't have any other people right now. They're claiming they don't have anybody else. So they have three confirmed cases, and don't ha- and they're claiming they don't have anybody else infected. That's also amazing to me. When I used to do contact tracing for HIV, you better believe 
by the time I told them, well, we would do it for the Latino women, we would, we would pull them out the house. Talk about victimization. Before we would let the state worker go or me go knock on the door, we would say, Mary Saul, you know you can't home because Miss Alito's going to kill you. I had a client who set her on fire, you hear me, mm. after the contact tracing. He set her ass on fire. Mm. Yeah. So she lived. But all I'm saying is they have to be able, since they say it's person to person, I need to know, know who you see someone at the bar. It has to go down to that type of minutia. I need to know where the bar is. I need to know the, who, if the bartender has HIV, diabetes, hepatitis. It has to go down to that. And they've not been able to do it because they haven't gotten a handle on that. So the best thing to do is to say, don't nobody go out the house. Don't talk. Don't do anything. And it, a lot of people are complaining, but it's all they have right now. You well, can't put a Walgreens to get a test. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's a good segue to my next question. Um, from the different articles I've been reading because I've been doing programs on it from time to time with um, um, this guy who used to do a regular program um, for preppers and stuff and you know mm-hmm. three weeks ago we were telling people to stock up on your dry goods and your canned goods and I'm still seeing people on Facebook who are not taking this serious and saying mm-hmm. And, and saying that, you know, blaming hoarders and using that type of language, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. saying that President Trump said, you know, don't worry about it. I'm like, you really going to trust President Trump with your welfare, your family? You know, they can tell people not to panic and not to hoard, but the fact is it's going to happen anyway. So you might as well get what you can if you are not had not already been involved in prepping for natural disasters and, you know, uh, these type of emergencies. And we started that program like two years ago. So he's been coming on from time to time, you know, just to for us to give updates. Now, from what I've been reading, though, and this speaks to the health systems of the different countries, is that, that those countries with single-payer systems are winning, are winning, whereas Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for-profit systems like here in the United States where you have all these different disjointed healthcare providers and insurance and then we got millions and millions of people, you know, without insurance and um, I still don't think that people are taking it serious or getting it into their mind that that this, this system is literally killing us. What are your thoughts? Well, yes, I totally agree with that because because it's got the for-profit paradigm. So, therefore, corporate models have made projections from year to year about how many ICU beds you need, how many this and that based on, I use that word, evidence-based medicine. They have done that forever. So they've never allowed for overcapacity because overcapacity is not profitable. So... That is a huge, that is a factor. The other part of that, uh, Scotty, is that pharmaceutical companies do not make vaccinations. They stopped doing it decades ago, and the average person doesn't think about it. Pfizer, Bristol Myers Squibb, Squibb are only interested in you having a chronic disease where you can take the pills every day because that's how they make their money. They do not make their money on curing your disease. Right. They, the biotech companies are left to do that. And pub, 
public entity, like the Center for Disease Control. I told my mother when she asked, she said, oh, uh, Trump had shut down the research on the coronavirus years ago, a couple years ago. I said, I know he did, but I guarantee you there's going to be somebody with a PhD, an MD, whatever degree that, one of those degrees, who saved that research on their hard drive, and he's going to give it to Dr. Fauci within the next few days, and Dr. Fauci is going to come on and say, well, last two days ago I said we can't do anything about immunizations for 18 months, but now we gave somebody the, the first shot. I told my mother, I knew that would happen. Gone is the day where the researcher gets his, get his lab blown up and his animals killed because he, of the thumb drive. And sure enough, Dr. Fauci won't say it. It's not him, but it's somebody he mentored, somebody he worked with, said, look, I put all these files on my hard drive when Trump said there was no funding, and this is all we have to do. That tells me a whole lot. The IRB, the IRB protocols have been, they've been suspended, obviously, and the um, FDA rules have been suspended. I heard so they, they already, they, huh? I read yesterday they um, here in the U.S. they already started human testing. Exactly, but if you hear Dr. Fauci talk three days ago, he said they were 18 months from it. Now, see, and this on is Friday he said he had he gave, he's given somebody the virus, so he given somebody the vaccine. I'm not surprised by any of the flim flam, and I told my mother there's no way in hell somebody with an MD and PhD who had funding for all that time. Burn the documents, close you down. Sure right, enough, that make sense, yeah. No, yeah, he's not going to do human it. Human nature and, and done all this work. Fa- you, it's human you. nature. And if Fauci and that person, he has to have been someone he knew and liked and trusted. Because if Fauci hadn't liked that person who he's in charge of, because they were doing it in NIH and CDC, if he hadn't had a relationship with those those scientists, some of them, because a lot of them get crazy for real. Some of them would have taken that thumb drive. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, Scotty, they would have taken that thumb drive and sent an electronic copy to somebody in China or Italy. So he better be thankful that whoever that was, he said, well, look, look, Bob, you're not, you know, we're going to lock the door. You can't get out all your files. Because you can't go from, we can't do anything for 18 months to I shot up somebody with the vaccine in 72 hours. There's no such thing as that. There's no such thing as that. So they, so, so I'm looking for them to break the rules, to be aggressive. But containment is all they have for something that they don't have a good case-based definition over. They've admitted you, you can touch your cat and show up in the emergency room and say, oh, you know, I'm itchy, my nose is running, I have a fever. You're allergic to cat. The symptoms are so muddled. They need what's called. Right, it's very flu-like. Exactly. It's, so you need a much tighter. And they don't have a tight case based definition. But what will happen is, Scotty, is they're going to start getting some people who are what we call outliers. They're going to get sick faster, and they're younger than age 65. And those people are going to present one of the symptoms as something very severe. Now, that's going to help. And I want those people to survive. I'm not wishing it on somebody. That's how they're going to tighten it up. That's going to cause them to say, okay, now we have a group of people who are 50 and under, and they have the little postulates on their lung, and they have a fever. 
So now they can tighten up the case definition and get rid of all the missing those people, which is ridiculous. I well, get in my car and turn the air conditioner and the heat on, and I start sneezing. Well, you know, also, though, I think because it is flu-like and speaking of, you know, uninformed people and just outright ignorance, another thing that I'm seeing now, you know, I'm mostly connected, not exclusively connected on social media to black people, but that's my largest, you know, segment of the population Uh that I'm connected to on social media. And, And their friends are telling people, oh, this is... This is just the flu. This is just the flu. And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not a doctor or anything, but it's flu-like. Doesn't mean just because it's flu-like and you have the same symptoms as the flu that it is the flu. You know, and then I'm talking about, you know, tens of thousands of people dying from the flu every year. And I'm like, well, that that's true. Um, that's because a lot of people don't get treatment like they're supposed to get treatment because, again, of the lack of insurance and, and what have you. But yeah. I think that's very dangerous for people to be, you know, sitting up there talking about, oh, it's just the flu. Well, people don't realize a quarter million people in America die from the flu every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so more people die from the flu, more people have died from the flu than from coronavirus a year to date. But a qu- and it's because People don't treat the symptoms seriously. Um, it does, in later, in tertiary disease stage, uh, coronavirus presents like pneumonia, but it's different from, it's different from pneumonia. And that's something that medical doctors need to figure out. That's not something that you should figure out. The medical doctors should figure out. So I am, um, I am hopeful that the disease containment works because that's really all that's available right now is just keeping your ass at home. And it's, I have a computer, I have a smartphone. Uh, there should be people out here teaching elderly people how to use telemedicine features on their phone or through their insurance provider. I think it's really irresponsible of upper middle class white people to say, oh, just have your grandpa use telemed. I put telemedicine on my father's phone. And it came from Cleveland Clinic and his insurance company. But I did it. 70, 89-year-old people can't use that shit. My, my advisor at Duke University of Connecticut invented it by using television to treat people in Appalachia from Kentucky to West Virginia and all that. It's not, you know, that's how he invented it with the TV. It's, it's difficult. You've got old people can't put a phone number in their phone. And then if you don't have a smartphone, you can't do... You can't do um, whatever it's called. You can't do Skype, for instance, unless you have right. a smartphone. Right. And so many of the platforms require Skype. Washington State, though, has a free platform. But the platform for telemedicine, most people's phones, goes with their insurance provider. Let me ask you this, though. I think, mm-hmm. do you do you project, and I know it's still kind of early, but not really, you know, uh, because we were first starting to be informed of this virus back in, what, December, November, or sometime. But given the casualties that we have seen, like, in China, um, I think they've had the widest number of deaths but there's been more deaths outside of China combined. In Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you see 
do you see us having a lot of deaths here in the U.S.? No. You no. don't? Why not? I don't for a couple of reasons. Prevention care in the United States is very good. Even though I don't approve of us waiting for a test kit when you could just test get someone's fever and do the CAT scan, I don't perceive a lot of deaths. Young one is the social containment is really helpful, number one. Number two is the, the Chinese people, even though it's endemic, for whatever reason, their respiratory systems are not as robust as people in Western society. Even though you have Italian people, but it's not as robust. I also don't see a lot of that because we just don't have that many people. China has over a billion people. How many people live in the United States? 300 million? Right. And then the other part of that is America isn't overcrowded. When you, one reason why West Virginia doesn't have any deaths is there's nobody there. There's one reason why your county doesn't have anybody. There's nobody there. Mm-hmm. A huge percentage of people, most people in America live in a small town. Mm-hmm. But what Even about our though, cities, though? Our what? Our cities, like New York, like Seattle, well, like Los Angeles. Yeah, those, you know, New York is horrible. It's terribly overcrowded. Um, but how many places are like New York and the United States? There's only one. We're, there's only one. And I've been to I've been to Lagos and Abuja, Nigeria. Now Kenya, for instance, has more people camped out of the city of Nairobi than live in it. And I went to a squatters camp in Nigeria. So we don't have that's the whole point. New York is the most heavily populated city. Los Angeles is interesting because it's heavily populated. But if you've been there, you can still drive 30 miles within the city. You can't drive 30 miles in New York City. Manhattan is two and a half miles wide. Mm. That's it. Manhattan is two and a half miles wide. So you can walk. I've walked with my girlfriend. Uh, Puff Daddy went to Howard with me. He had a show where he had them walk from Manhattan and cross the Brooklyn Bridge and come back. You can walk. So I'm simply saying, no, it's not possible because of Population, control, better health. Do you know most people in the world, Scotty, do not ever go see an allopathic trained doctor? In other words, they don't ever see a Western trained doctor ever. Mm-hmm. Most people in the world never go see a doctor that's trained in modern medicine. China, are you kidding? They, they don't go see one. I would expect China hires their, their um, I don't know the word in English, I don't know the word in Spanish, Portuguese, secure and there. What's the word? Like a um, a natural healer person, I would suspect they use them for the the virus because so many people don't go and see them because they're not available. So, and then also, I suspect obesity is a protective factor because you can't waste away when you're two hundred pounds overweight. It takes so, too long. Really? So you think because America? overall is overweight that that might protect them for the wasting syndrome that you get when you have them like a lot of times when you get a disease like the money you don't eat mm-hmm. you're so busy trying to breed you don't eat so you, you've got men in asia who weigh 100 pounds if you're an american male here and you weigh 100 pounds the doctor is doing something for you if you're a teenager he might call child protective services he weighs 200 pounds and he's five foot eight that obesity is 
interesting. My mother has a friend who's 90, and she has been obese her whole life. And she still drives. She, she, the wasting syndrome's not going to hook catch her up. My mother had another friend. That wasting syndrome took her out in a couple weeks. I'm telling you, if that body weight is an issue with HIV AIDS, people don't don't don't. Then I know it. If you didn't weigh more than 140 pounds, the first group of cocktail drugs, the doctor was hesitant to give them to you. And that's one reason why they didn't give it to people in Africa. You know how many men in Africa don't weigh 140 pounds? My first husband was 6'2 and weighed 145. And he had a colleague who was 6'4 and weighed 145. 6'4, mm. 145. When I weigh 145, I can wear a size 6 clothing and size 4 clothing. It's small for me, and I'm a woman in America. I remember when, when my size goes down, the, when my size first went that far down, I remember being in Walmart and realizing I, the clothes were too big. <laughs> they didn't have my size. So it's, it is that obesity, even though obesity causes comorbidities, but if you're 200 pounds, 300 pounds, or you weigh 400 pounds, then they're going to have some trouble intubating you. But you're not going to get sick and die in that bed <laughs> from not eating. Hmm. That kills a lot of people in the hospital. When you go to the old folks' hall, half the white women weigh 90 pounds. So you think um, about um, it. Just to go back to what you were saying, though, so social distancing does work. If we Social distancing to definitely works, and it allows the public health people to figure out who you have been around. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it not only who, where, how long, and most importantly, most people in today's world are living in, if you live in your family home, or you went back to the house with your mother and father, and two of your adult siblings came, that's just five people. You go to your family home in China. It's ten motherfuckers in that sucker. I'm just saying, Scotty. These are these are the social aspects. They know what they were doing when they said stay home. So now, if I'm positive, they're gonna test my housemate, my house guest. Mm-hmm. They might go next door and text my mother, but they're not gonna be looking for twenty or thirty people just from my being at home. Now, are they? No. They're going to be looking for those people I ate breakfast with. How many people was that? Two or three? So they got to scrunch it down to the minutia. Now, I don't work at the school anymore, and I keep, this is what's concerning me. I was exposed to 90 children every day. And this is very concerning to me. So I wanted to get the drive-through test, and my mother told me, I have to have a doctor from the Cleveland Clinic to write the script. Now, I'm a patient at Cleveland Clinic, even though my medical benefits are in Connecticut, but I am a patient there. My Medicaid pays for emergency room visits, so I'm in the system. So I'm going to see if I can be seen. But I know what my exposure is. 90 people is a tremendous amount of people. So me and my colleagues who work in the before and after school program, that's how many children we interact with. That doesn't count the parents of the teachers. Ah! 
Make Black Talk Radio your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. All right, welcome back to Black Talk Radio News with Scotty Reed. And um, I'm here tonight with Dave of Tando um, to just give you an update on this COVID-19. And that was Angel, who is a host here on the Black Talk Radio Network. Um, she does V2V or Victims to Victorious, which is a gun violence prevention program that comes on Mondays at 11 a.m. Uh, one of the biggest things, and Dave, I'm going to come to you. One of the biggest things, though, okay. that stood out to me was her talking about how abnormal it's spreading with New York City have, being an epicenter and then Seattle, Washington being an epicenter and it being 3,000 miles apart. And she suspects bioterrorism. Now, does that mean that is a state sponsor? Doesn't necessarily mean that because I was hearing um, in China, not China, Japan, that this person who had tested positive for COVID-19 and was told to self-isolate told his family, I'm going out to the bar to infect as many people as possible. So, I, I again, I'm, I don't know. I don't have any concrete answers. It could be state-sponsored bioterrorism. It could be just some irresponsible, um, wicked individuals, you know, um, doing stuff on purpose. Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I'm just glad that you, uh, you had that opportunity to talk to, 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 to Angel because there are a lot of critical, crucial things that, that she says as being an epidemiologist that was it, it, doesn't, it doesn't follow the overall pattern of how things should be going. And like she was saying, in Italy and Europe, they are. Now, one of the things in Italy, and I will just say this, and I would love to, to you know, for this question to be the angel. One of the things that we're seeing in the different countries and, and, and something that's very, very important is the testing by the overall countries. And when she talks about that, it's, you know, it's abnormal for the, the bicoastal outbreak in the epicenters. And, and I totally, totally agree. And that there is no in-between, there's no bridge between and everything else and just how it should be uh, uh, spawning up or, or, or uh, popping up all around the upper upper centers because that would be the natural path of travel of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I agree. But one of the things I would love to hear from her is about her thoughts on the testing. Because well, I think she answered the- that, Dave. I, you know, that's what I was getting at when I asked her about single-payer systems versus the for-profit model right. we have exactly, here. Scotty. Yes. Because Italy has a very aggressive testing program. Uh, Bahrain has the best, has the most aggressive testing program from the numbers that are being disclosed. And just because numbers are being disclosed does not mean that they are factual and actual. But see, this requires investigation. She, she has an investigative profession. And the thing about investigators they only care about finding the truth they don't care about the overall circumstances with it they want to follow the evidence and the evidence in this is extremely broken extremely broken and i totally agree with her because the u.s uh, is on the bottom tier of testing 
the U.S. has only tested about, wait, hold on, let me, about 8,555 tests. 8,000. Italy has has tested 60,000. South Korea, which is the best but per capita, South Korea has tested over 200,000 people. Well, they got a single payer uh, health care system, Medicare for all. It, it's, and Scotty, that was the key to it all right there, is that the overall, as you guys were alluding to, the overall health care system is to drain you so that you can maintain their high profit margin. Right, right. Health care means they're not giving you health health cures. So that was that was spot on by you guys. But yeah, I, w- I would love to... Um, you know, at some point in some time, talk to her because it, it is, uh, on, you know, with with the uh, with the show because it's we need those type of investigative uh, uh, minds. But like she said, if she takes on a position, she won't be able to speak. And and what she no, made I, I, out I thought she really, said, Dave. I thought she said that she would be able to speak publicly. No, she said she wouldn't. Okay, because, I might have misheard. Yeah, because what. Once that her invested, one thing she won't have time. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she she won't have time, um, and and she was absolutely. I, I bet I bet she'll the, make time for us, though, Dave. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that she would too. Uh, but they're going to. Um, it, it is very important the things that she said, uh, and and because that is really telling a whole lot. And you know, one of the things that I want to say is that. The things about this overall pandemic in this in this and remember what she said, Scotty, about the young people. Remember what she said about the young people. We just talked about that. Yes, that's why that whole thing in in in, in um in spring break. And I agree with her. This doesn't pass the overall natural organic test there's some criminal nature in this and it's a high criminal nature in this something is very skewed here and so well dave let me speculate let me speculate i don't have any evidence so this is my opinion and i may have stated it on a prior broadcast but i agree with you dave on what you said about the florida governor that being criminal negligence how they should have stopped the flights from coming canceled the hotel rooms shut closed all the beaches so that you didn't have all the thousands of people coming in from across the country you don't know who got what you know and young people at that age aren't most aren't you know, the most responsible person, because again, what are you going to spring break for to hook up? Right. So it's going right. to be a right. lot of, a lot of bodily fluids exchange, but you know, I, I agree that it's criminal negligence and I don't have any evidence for this. It's just a gut feeling that they would be happy for, especially a lot of elderly people to become casualties because that means, uh, Less social security checks they got to send out. That's right. Less pensions, and, and I'm, I'm going to speculate with you there. Means and motive. Means and motive. And, and, and that's what she's an investigator. Now, what I want you to, to highlight, some of the things that she said. 
She said that she doesn't believe that the outbreak and the deaths here in the United States will be as bad. And I totally agree with her because it's a very rural country, right? There's, you know, most of the people live in the major cities. There's just a few major cities that people uh, congregate in. And what she said about Los Angeles is absolutely true. It's, it's so spread out in Los Angeles. I, and I, I drove from the northern part to the southern part because you know my, my, my history with Los Angeles, Scotty. I drove from the northern part to the southern part on a Sunday afternoon back in the 90s when there was, it was no traffic, and it took me over 45 minutes to get from the far north uh, 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 point of Los Angeles to the far south point. It's huge. And she was absolutely right. And she said that we don't live on top of each other in this country, there's only one one city, a couple of cities that have, you know, uh, super crowded uh, density, population density. But she was absolutely right. And she said that that is one of the reasons why the overall spread and the mortality rate will be much smaller here. But here's what I want to, because she didn't know about what we were talking about. What she said was so true. But look at the overall density of how many young people are in Florida right now in spring break. The density and what they're partying and everything else right, that they're doing, right. the density of that is even worse than China. Yeah. They're on top of each other and they can for bring it hours back. at a time partying. And they could bring it back to wherever they're from. And spreading it all through. So what she laid out is so true. And what happened, and like I said, in Wuhan, they had that banquet where they had 100,000 people at the banquet, and they were eating out of each other, you know, eating from each other, passing food to, to one another. And that's, a, that's one of the fastest ways to transmit a, a, a communicable disease. Mm -hmm. And so, and then now in spring break, oh, my goodness, you have a Petri dish, dish for disaster. Now, I understand what she was saying about... Um wasting disease you know when you get certain illnesses you can't eat and then you got all these fat people running around me being one of yeah. them I mean I'm not that overweight you know for my height yeah. and my age according to you know the army metrics and what have you but you know that might save them being obese yeah. because they won't you know their body will just eat itself and it's got plenty of pounds to eat off of but you know, again, right. though, you know, she's saying that she doesn't think it'll be that. But I have to be honest, she doesn't really know, because like I was saying, the criminal negligence of Florida, the criminal negligence yeah. of this this cruise ship trying to take that trash yeah. to a landfill. And then right, right. then her point about the abnormality of its spread with two epicenters on opposite coasts. So it could get bad. I just simply don't know. And, 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 and I must just add this, that bioterrorism may not have stopped. Right, right, exactly. It, it may not have stopped. And so I just love that she really, really schooled. Um, and, you know, and especially with the R not, how high the R not on this is, um, it's, it's, and I would love to, to, to talk to her on the show uh, because I think it would be very very important. I'll, for I'll us try to get I'll try to get her and you on together next week. 
Yes, because how this evolves. So what I want to talk about before we get out of here, uh, Scotty, very, very important is that, okay, we have this. Now we are already, we are no longer preparing for the storm. It is here now. And for some of you throughout the country, everyone throughout the country is now impacted by this. And that impact is going to be even greater. You noticed it with your grocery stores, uh, but that overall impact is going to, to expand. You know, they're closing schools, they're closing the borders, uh, Canada's closing the borders, and all a bunch of different things. But what we need to really, really, really talk about is what else, now that you're in this, what is it that you need to be doing? And what is it that you need to be preparing for? And so I definitely want to hear from some of the listeners about what, you know, questions that you have, because you should be preparing to, to really, they say this now, they have a, a politically correct way of quarantining now, which I don't like. Just come and tell the truth. Stop trying to, you exactly. know. Exactly. They, they have the new word of calling it uh, shelter in place. That's quarantine. Well, 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 Dave, Dave, let me say this. When you when you advising me to shelter in place, you're leaving it up to me. You know what I'm saying? And and so, man, that's just irresponsible. Very irresponsible. And like you said, Scotty, how many people are really going to shelter in place? There's going to be a large portion of the population is going to say, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, they're, they're going to. But here we are where we are. Some of the things you need to look at. Crime is going to change. I've seen people take stuff out of people's uh, baskets, as far as like water. I've heard of people snatching items from people. I've heard of people snatching food from people that they bought in the store, come out and put it in their cars, and then there it is. They come and they, they take it from them. Uh, they rob them of it uh, by force and by fear. So... Things are going to drastically change. You need to always be careful of your surroundings at all times. And you have to prepare for what is coming next because of this. And I definitely do anticipate that the overall uh, controlling this, this, this epidemic that's here in the, in the United States, in a global pandemic, there are going to be more draconious measures that are going to be taken out of necessity and and plausible deniability. Florida has just put the whole country in harm's way for sure. They've created a complete, other than what was already there, they've created a complete health time bomb, danger, because it's going to explode now. You can't pull that back. You can't pull that back. So we really need to be preparing, you know, the food and, and and the table of preparedness definitely needs to, to, to be done. But now the overall strategy of you and your families, how you're going to deal with things, how you're going to protect uh, certain people, what, what's going to be done, you need to start to come together and with that itself because the yo-yo effect is going to come into play. You're on your own because no matter what happens with this outbreak in the United States, as it continues, what they're reporting right now, what they're reporting right now is that the United States has over 9,000 cases. And if you look at the overall progression of this, where it was just a little while ago, 
it is it is following the path of case wise is following the path of Italy. And Italy is quite different because of what is going on because of the mutation and everything else. So how this thing is going to to evolve here in the States, I don't know. But I do know this is going to adversely affect. And the, probably the thing that is the biggest danger is the longstanding repercussions of this. The global economy is done. It's very easy to close a business or shut a business down. It's nearly impossible to restart it. And restarting the businesses that are going to be closed down is going to be very, very difficult. And one of the things I'll say with China, it looks like their numbers, I don't know if they're reporting, but there's also something, and I would love for, for Angel if she was here, there's also a you factor to where you start to you and you start to bottom out and then all of a sudden it goes back up. That is a very strong possibility as well, instead of it flatlining out. And I hope that's not going to be the case, but it very well could be. Right. So right. this is nowhere near, anywhere near. Oh, we're not at the end. We're just at the beginning. And like, like to your point, and then I'm going to go to Mel, um, who's called in, but... Um, you know, to your point, now I have been hearing, and we discussed it on the last update we did, that the weather could affect this. And it could, you know, like, yeah. you, like you mentioned, the cases go down because of hot weather, but then you'll see a resurgence in the fall. Now, I have heard that yeah. being being reported, but, you know, I think that's to your point. And also, um, you know, what the CDC is reporting now, what I heard a, a doctor from John Hopkins or a researcher from John Hopkins said, don't even trust the John Hopkins uh, hospital uh, results, which are, are reporting, which is higher than the numbers the CDC is reporting because he thinks it's much, much higher. He thinks it's anywhere... Yeah. From 150,000, you know, people out there with it to to over a million. So again, you know, they call it novel, novel for a reason. It's new. They still don't know everything there is to know, as as Angel was saying. Um, Mel, uh, thanks for calling in, Mel. You got a question or a comment for us? Peace, family. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Peace, peace, man. It's great to hear you brothers back on the air like this. I'm loving it. Um, even though these Big are perilous times. <laughs> hey, how you doing, brother? Congratulations, <laughs> too, for you. Thank um, you so much, brother. Much love, much respect, Mel. Likewise. Um, um, is, uh, Dave, is this contrived? Yeah, I mean, of course it is, but is this... We've been talking about, you know, and I hear all the, you know... You know, Dave, man, you know, he'd be fear-mongering. And, you know, is it, but I'm like, yo, is this the, is this the, the collapse? I mean, is this the, is, is this it? In I my mean, opinion, putting, yeah. Putting in, my opinion, in my opinion, the danger that is going to be facing everyone, it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what your ass does. Mm-hmm. And, all of those individuals that say this and say that, that's fine. You're going to have to deal with the decisions that you make and what you've made. <laughs> and I'm dealing with the ones that I made and I share with other people. And most people say that someone is fear-mongering because they're fucking punks themselves. 
because they can't face the people. <laughs> Or, or or they just ignorant, you know, because you had yeah. um, Mr. Clark, the former sheriff of Milwaukee County out there telling people on Twitter, oh, just ignore everything. Go out there in the streets and party and do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, live it up. Live it up. Because there, there's also a vested interest that people take. Corporations take a vested interest, and Scotty talked about that with the overall, how the overall paradigm of the health system is. But there's a vested interest that people take. Some people but don't want to look at dangers because they haven't accounted for that monetarily. And they don't want to spend, they don't want to make that overall cost, that moral cost, that uh, character cost, that physical cost, and that overall demand. What they much rather do is they much rather be pacified by the entertainment style society that we have been accustomed to to put us asleep to where we're no longer we can no longer instinctively tell where danger is because we walk around scared mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. program we okay so I, gotta, I, I have to throw this at you because um me and brother scotty had a short conversation before the, the broadcast and my question is my question is um so I'm saying, okay, this is this is basically the change of the guard. This is the this is the collapse, right? It's not oh, about the damn coronavirus. It's it's not about the coronavirus. And Scotty exactly. asked me, well, I think why, it's part and partial. Huh? I said I think it's part and partial. But go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, Mel. No, you good? Um, but Scotty was like, yo, why would they mess up their own bread? Why would they mess up their bread? And it, to me, when when he said that, I was like, okay, you got a very good point. However, the bread ain't what we thinking is they bread ain't they bread. That's the coupon. Well, That's it, the it, they're not they're not messing up. They're, Scotty's right. They're not messing up their bread. What they're actually doing is taking everything from everybody else. This is what a thief does. This is what. A malevolent person does they rob from you and i don't i don't know if this is a natural coronavirus but even if it is natural you know what angel was saying about how it's abnormally spreading bioterrorism yep. Yep. we have to take right. that into account as well one right 100 and and what it is is this is that those that control resources, sometimes it becomes this level. There becomes too many people that is, that is taking, cutting into their margins because one of the things that corporations work off of is margin. So if they're not able to maintain their margin, and it, the margin is different than just making a profit. Their the profit has to have a profit margin. All they care about is that bottom line. If that profit margin is jeopardized, what's the first thing that they always do? They always cut what? Human resources. And Mm. what is human resources? You and me. The people. The people. I mean, that goes to, again, what I was saying about, 
if the elderly are are the most impacted in this country, well, you know how how many years have they been talking about Social Security is insolvent? Well, let's say a million elderly die. Well, Social Security solvent now, isn't it? You know, and and yeah. and then well, as, brother Scotty, yeah, you, we didn't discuss that part of it because I never saw it until you and Dave discussed that. I never thought about how many pensions that would free up, how much, um, you know, liability that would free up. But I'm thinking, like, I'm wondering as far as the numbers, you know, I mean, shit, if they saying the numbers is just this many people, these elderly, shit, how many of them just, it was their time to go? How many of them really had the shit? I mean, excuse me, I don't mean to be cussing, but how many of them actually had it? Or, I mean, how many of them, it was just that time to go. They Some of them probably died, and that's what, and you know, they'll pass the numbers, and then they'll probably conflate the numbers, too. But this is, this is it's something going on. It's big than the the damn um, coronavirus. This is, this is an agenda, and they're doing it very well. And the public is going right along with it. And like you said before, Dave, it'll come a time where they'll be begging, People will be begging to go get help. Like, come test me, test me. Now, think about it. If Walmart setting up their parking lots to get uh, give these tests, which they don't even have nearly enough tests to diagnose people, but if they did, even if they had fake tests, people will come in droves. Now, if I skip my little happy self down there to Walmart parking lot and get tested, and they say, oh, yeah, you got it. Be like, oh man, all right, thank you, man. I appreciate the information. They gonna have armed guards there saying, Oh, where you where you think you going? You about you gotta go into the inside. You gotta go to the concentration camp. That's where FEMA comes in. Begging for it. That's where FEMA comes in. And you know, I would just say this and, and let's do some deductive reasoning. Have there ever been is there reason for us not to trust? the overall mainstream propaganda. And if anyone ever says yes to that, they're crazy. They're blind. So there's a lot of good reason. And so what what, what we're going to have to deal with is not only the virus, but the impact of the virus, and then the economic impact of the virus. And then we're going to have to deal with the displacement that this has caused and the economic geopolitical displacement has caused. I just was wondering how in the world and what Iran said today, Iran said that, guess what, America, you will not, you are not off of the hook for the assassination of Soleimani. Right. Yeah, You're not I, I off read the hook that. for that yet. But this and, is, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead no, you go ahead. You finish. And, and here's what when you look at, I'm looking at certain governments, and I'm looking at a lot of the governments hmm, that have been having pushback to the U.S. are some of the ones that are most adversely affected. I don't think that that's a coincidence. This, is, this virus is running ramshot through the overall uh, um, uh, political authorities of Iran. Do you think that's a coincidence? Why Iran? Why is it just running through? As, as, as Angel said, there are some unnatural epicenters here. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, it, it doesn't fit. It fits the overall uh, uh, confines of being viral terrorism. 
do you think the rest of the world is going to not notice that well, and then allow those individuals that are propagating that to get away with it? Let me Absolutely say let me say not. this about Iran and a possible reason why they're having a hard time dealing with it. It's because of the ongoing war against Iran in the form of sanctions. Okay? Yes, definitely. And those sanctions also affect their ability to have the medical devices, the medicines that they need, and what have you. Because there's been, you know, I think it was Il, uh, Representative Ilhan Omar was calling for a lifting of the sanctions on Iran. I've been reading about people calling for the lifting of sanctions in Venezuela saying something about Cuba is being prohibited from helping them because of the United States. So again, I must stress, I don't have any evidence that this was made in the lab. I don't have any evidence that it's state-sponsored terrorism. I, 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 I don't know for sure if the official story that this started in the wet market is true. But what I am saying saying is people are getting sick, people are dying, and in certain situations like that, you always going to have people that take advantage, and that's governments included. Yeah. Hey, brother, so now. Brother Scott, oh, my bad. Brother Scott, so that, I'm going to mute myself. I know we probably running short on time, and I'm sure somebody else wants to speak, but um, I just got a text from my brother in Vegas. And um, I'm going to just read y'all this quick text. It says, a friend sent this to me. Here's what my friend texted me. Dad works for Homeland Security. He said that they are preparing to mobilize the National Guard, preparing to dispatch them across the U.S. along the mili- I mean, along with the military. Next, they will call in the first responders. He said they are preparing to announce a nationwide one-week quarantine for all citizens all businesses closed, everyone at home. They were told to pack and be prepared for up to 30 days deployment, which um, he says means that they may extend the quarantine up to 30 days. Told me to notify our family members and have them stock up and be prepared. They will announce this as soon as the troops are in place uh, to prevent looters and rioters. And he said that... um, the last uh the call last night and was uh told to pack up be prepared for the call today with this dispatch and he thinks they will announce before the end of the weekend um i wouldn't be surprised people at home by monday so they, I would, they make it move they yeah i wouldn't be surprised in in some states national guard has already been mobilized right right i wouldn't yeah, i wouldn't chicago be chicago illinois they they deployed uh they yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either, Scotty, because one of the things that the United States does, one of the MOs of the United States they do, is they do things incrementally. And think about it. All of the businesses where you are already, all of the non-essential businesses are already shut down. So what they do is is really the, the, the boiling frog tactic. Do small steps, small steps, so it's easier so it's not as shocking to the overall conscience of people, and they stay right where they. And it's really a way to lead people in the direction you want them to go. Well, I disagree so, with. I disagree with that approach. Uh, like you said earlier, yeah, just tell us what it is, tell us the truth, and just tell us what you're gonna do. 
okay? And, yeah, and right. instead of these I, I little totally small agree. steps that then allow for stuff like thousands of people flocking to the beaches in Florida, you know? Right, right, right. And then uh, thousands of people displaced at this time, you know? It's, it's yes, yeah, Scotty, I totally agree, but that's, that's the M.O. of the United States. So what is it that needs to be done now? So with that, you need to, and I expect that to be the case. So you really need to start to prepare to to be able to sustain yourself at your place of residence or wherever you are is what you need to start setting up. And, and so that mindset needs to really, really get into place. And like Scotty said, you know, one of the things in our community was that we don't take stuff serious. And the thing that, and I'm not, I'm not bashing, but I'm trying to get people to, to, to make better decisions now. You have every reason to see most people won't do something until they see it. What more do you need to see? It'll be too late. It might be too late for a lot of people already. It is. Right, Scotty. It is absolutely too late. What more do you need to see that you need to now to take on the second phase? Okay, you can't get no toilet paper. But one of the things that I'm not seeing in a lot of places, some places there are, there is still food that's available. The food is more important than the toilet paper. You can get around the overall toilet paper issue. You can't get around the food and the water issue. <laughs> that's so, what so me and Mel was talking about today. Uh, let, let me just share this, this story yeah. real quick. So we was like, why? And other people been asking, why are you getting all this toilet paper? What you, you going to eat the paper or something? You know, like you can't take a T-shirt and wipe your behind and then rinse it out or wash it or, or something. Why the toilet paper? And, and on these, on the show Supernatural, which I watched the series Supernatural with uh, uh, Dean and his brother fighting demons and stuff like that. And there was an episode where it was the Croatian or Croatian a virus where he had went into the future and it was something a virus going around like right now and Castiel was telling them uh stock up on toilet paper it's like gold stock up on toilet paper and I I'm not I, I'm like I'm willing to bet when have you ever heard us say anything about toilet paper on never we never talked about toilet paper <laughs> we never but that now, again shows you how the media can infect <laughs> some people's minds man so it was like dr dr x said about that um it's just like the chicken sandwich and we all know what it, what the chicken sandwich was about <laughs> yeah you, you know i you're, mean you're, damn Papa, they was literally fighting each other. They rent, they bought them out. They couldn't. They bought them out for a couple of months. They couldn't have a chicken sandwich, and now you don't even hear about it. Ain't nobody buying them damn Popeye's chicken sandwiches no more. It's it, it's not. Here's here's some essential things: soap and being able to wash your clothes. And and soap. If I go to the the overall uh, stores and 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 I'm seeing soap everywhere it should be the soap that's gone not the toilet paper and the overall washing uh the things to wash your clothes the, the detergents and everything else those things are very meaningful and very very important because that helps you mitigate and get clean and that's bleach, very very important. bleach so, bleach 
bleach, bleach, and and actually the appropriate bleach. If you go to the, the bleaching, a lot of places don't have bleach. Uh, don't have bleach now. Most people don't know that you can use pool shock and get around that, and is more effective yeah. and even better. It's even better than bleach because it, a lot of factors. You need to be getting pool shock, the one with the the uh, calcium, not the sodium base. So. Mm-hmm. Some of the things you have to prepare for staying home and and the logistics that go along with that. Everything you're doing right now is on, you're really working against the clock because everything is going to change. Everything is going to change. So I hope that you do that. And then when we come out of this, there's going to be the economic impact of this that, in my opinion, is going to consume much, far, far more than than anything else. Now, because earlier, are we going? A last question. So, are we going digital, or are we going asset based? Um, I think it's it's going to be a combination of both. The general population, they're going to want them on digital, and the assets is going to be for the wealthy, because. That the, the, it's it's a different it's a it's a different uh, uh, setup. It's a different situation. Uh, digital is is nothing more than currency. A di- digital nothing that's digital has intrinsic value. You know when it comes to that. Now now having the internet working for you know there's intrinsic value there. But that overall and remember one of the things we're going to be going into in my opinion this is what I think we're going to go into. There's going to be a war. And that war isn't isn't going to be as as a broad war as the former wars, World War One, World War Two, and the other campaigns where there's more physical confrontation. If you notice, those the wars have been getting away from that a little. It's going to go all out digital. This is where your internet and your credit cards they're going to be interrupted and things of that nature, and and that is what's going to be contending. Cyber with. So cyber you, warfare. A lot of things you're going to contend with. You're talking cyber warfare. Cyber warfare. Major cyber warfare. Well, major, major, you major know, cyber though, warfare. this is what I want to say, and we would say during Tando that, you know, don't panic. Don't get all no. down in the dumps and all that kind of stuff. I mean, just make sure. I mean, of course, you want to have the appropriate attitude and be serious about about this because you don't know what could happen, and you need to set that table of preparedness. But this could also there could also be a silver lining at the end of the t- tunnel. I wouldn't give a darn. Matter of fact, I would hope. That we would it would lead to the entire states of America, as you would say. There, there we go, Scotty, and that, and I think that that's really going. And so there's going to be vast, vast opportunities that come out of this. It's the same. One of the playbooks that you're going to be able to see is the same thing that uh, followed the Black Plague. After the Black Plague, there were vast opportunities. After this, is going to be vast opportunities. But you're going to have to go way to the bottom of the well on this one. This one is going to push you to the bottom of the well. So be prepared for that. Make the necessary uh, uh, arrangements around that. And, you know, everything is set up for this country to actually go through the quarantine that, that Mel was talking about, a forced martial law and everything else. It's it's inevitable. It's not going to get turned around from that. It's, it's no walking back from that. 
But now, since we know we're going there, what position do we want to enter into that in response? Be what is our self, that's the most important self-sustaining. Thing, your response. Self-sustaining, not relying yes. on the government as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. That's it. That's that's actually it. Is that you have to decide what your response is going to be? That's what Scotty means by self-sustaining and sovereign. What are you going to do? How are you going to protect yourself? That is what you need to be doing. You can't stop this now because you didn't create it. The will of those that did create this is that they had the will at all costs to put this into effect. And their energy is benefiting them now that way. So even, now even, yours have to benefit you. Even if that means they allowed it to happen, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be ready for all of those things. You have to be ready um, for being at home with your family members. And, you know, some people, whatever beef you have with your family members, squash all of that stuff now. Because one thing I I surely hope, you know, we get to, to, you know, 30 days, people start fighting because they don't like each other. All of those, that that stuff has to, that immature stuff has to go. Mm. Um, well, so that's but that's personal for you to work out with 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 your family. Well, Dave. But in the yes. Any final thoughts as we get ready to wrap it up? Yes. Yes. Final thoughts is that now that we're here, those of you that have been listening to Black Talk Radio Network, now that we're here, have confidence that you can appropriately respond. You are exactly where you're supposed to be, and you actually got here because your will was and put it out in the universe for you to be able to get through this. Otherwise, there was a reason why you listened to Black Talk Radio Network instead of listening to other things, which you very well could have because it was already in you. So now, just cultivate that, nourish that, and allow that to mature and you will do well. All right, Scotty, thank you. Well, we'll catch up again next week, um, and we'll just build off of that and and look at uh, one of the things. Start noticing what's going on. Share things. Call in. Share things, what you're seeing. And if you have questions about how to handle some situations, let's let's have a a dialogue with with all of us about that and see what some of the best solutions are uh, for you, because I believe that that is the best way for us to have collective prudence over these airways. Everyone is going to be meeting digitally now. That's one good thing. Everyone is going to be meeting digitally now. Mm-hmm. So let's take advantage of it and, and be the overall forejourners of this. Well, Dave, I want to thank you again for uh, taking this time out to come back and, and share with the Black Talk Radio Network family. And I'm going to try to facilitate, I'll coordinate with you off air um, you know, in yeah. the next couple of days or what'll be a good day for you and coordinate with Angel so you both can be on at the same time. Yes, sir. I, I would love it with you with you there and everything else. And then uh, we'll have a, a show of what's available that we're seeing that we should be looking at uh, acquiring until, and then how to put things together in your overall homes now that you're there. Because there is a priority and a hierarchy that's most beneficial for you to start following. So we could take a look at those steps. So much love, Scotty. Thank you so much for the platform. Thank you for the commitment that you make, 
Mel, thanks for the call in and all of the, the listeners that are here. Let's, you're already ready for this. Let's do it. And then let's build the community that we demand that stands. All right. Thanks, Dave. And thank you all. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in. The podcast will be up in a couple of hours. Please share the podcast with others that you think uh, should hear it. And and I know times are tough and might get even tougher, but if you can, please make a tax-deductible donation to the Black Talk Media Project, and you can do that through the Black Talk Radio Network. Peace and love to all. Be safe out there. Peace.